0: Yo, Carter, what's up, my man? How's everything feeling?
1: Dan, how how's it going, dude? I uh, my energy's a little low right now.
0: You're right, dude. I mean, it's a kind of a scary time outside with COVID nineteen, the I coronavirus know. going around. I
1: know, dude. I'm washing my hands and everything, but I uh, no, I'm just I'm, I'm coughing a lot. I'm even choking sometimes when I eat. It, it's it's tough.
0: Coughing and choking. Well, that's one thing you and Georgetown basketball have in common. Let me tell you that, man. <laughs> yeah, honestly, coughing, choking. Georgetown basketball should get tested for the coronavirus. Honestly,
1: honestly, we didn't we didn't play in Utah
0: or anything. But... Honestly, dude, yeah, but this team. yeah. Well, welcome back to Welcome to DC Basketball Podcast. Dan Baldwin, Carter Owen here. We appreciate y'all joining us for our very last episode of the season. Yeah, it's been a while weeks I believe
1: our last episode was around early mid-February so we got eight games to look at eight fantastic games for Georgetown um, as well as you know where we left or where the team left us after the Big East tournament and how we think things will go in the future because it's obvious that there's a lot of uncertainty right now
0: 100% but before we get into that let's hit the goddamn music baby
2: I'm ready to go. (laughs) I I think a good place to start is just, ironically, our
1: high point of the season, which was the win over Butler on February 15th. This was right after we had predicted the last seven games for Georgetown. I think we both had us going three and four. Uh, Yes, we did. Obviously, in typical Georgetown fashion, we went one and six. (laughs) (laughs) With our first win, uh, and only win, being over Butler on the road, which I, I will... To my
0: own horn, predicted. Dude, Hoya, Hoya Fieldhouse, like we, I don't, I don't know what it is about that place, but we just don't lose at Hinkle Fieldhouse. We don't, and it's one of the yeah, hardest places to play in the country.
1: I mean, it's weird. I, I, we also don't really like. We won't really get to see it, but I don't think Butler is really that good.
0: I've been on that. No, I think they would have been out in. I, I think they were a prime upset candidate if the tournament would have been played.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought they would have lost to
0: Providence, too, in the Big East tournament. I agree. I agree 100%. 100%. Providence, Providence 100%. plays an ugly yeah. style. Yeah, but I, uh, I do think
1: from that game it's worth giving a shout-out to uh, Terrell because he had the game of his life and hit some absolutely ridiculous shots. 22 points uh, in 40 minutes. And also, the shot I'm talking about is a corner three he hit to pretty much ice it.
0: Honestly, I, was, I thought he got fouled there too.
1: He what? Oh, he totally was. He totally was. Um, but yeah, that was that was insane. Butler again was without Aaron Thompson, their starting point guard, which obviously mattered. But this was as impressive a win as you could expect from us, especially yeah. without Mac or
0: Omer. One hundred percent, dude. Uh, Terrell, <laughs> you got to pour one out for that guy. Uh, he he is the epitome of toughness, man. That guy came to play every damn game. He is. I'm probably going to miss him. I'm going to miss him a lot next year.
1: I I am, too. I think we really started to show, he really started to show all that he could do on the court
0: as the season went on, and he's someone who I really wish we could have another year of. Yeah, same, dude. Same. It's it's so unfortunate that he only had a year. It's a bummer, man, but after that Butler game, we really thought that that home game (laughs) against Providence was going to be a good benchmark for this team moving forward. Providence... A tough team, defensive-minded, but a team that we certainly thought we could have played with and gotten a win at home, and it just didn't happen, man. Yeah, we had him, too, probably for the first 25 minutes or so. Uh,
1: we were up by four and a half had been playing very, very consistently. Uh, I believe Javon actually had a really good first half, and we just second half. Like I, That was the last game I watched during the season. Uh, and... I watched it slip away from us and it was so disappointing how helpless I felt because I knew what was going to happen 4 minutes into the second half as soon as they made their first run to tie it
0: It's frustrating man it really is and the thing that stinks the most is that clown uh, Louane Pipkins who trash talked Mac before the season oh, had yeah. a good game you know 5 of 7 from the field 3 of 5 from deep 4 assists 16 points Listen, Providence was a tough team this year. You got to give Ed Cooley a lot of credit. They play an ugly style of basketball, not fun to watch at all. But he really he had them playing really, really well. And I, as you said, I think they would have beaten Butler in the Big East tournament. Andy Katz actually predicted Providence to win the Big East tournament. So that tells you how much that guy deserved a lot of credit this year. Um, hats off to him. But we just didn't have it. Like you could just see it, the amount of. I think the amount of minutes that our guys were playing really just began to take a toll in that game. Like so many of these games, you would see that guys just looked gassed in the second half.
1: Yeah, and that was only four days after the Butler game too. It's kind of ironic—not ironic, ironic really—that our best games were after having a week off.
0: Yeah, and that was also the uh, the game that Mac McClung, the last time he saw the court, <laughs> eight minutes, over three from the field, two of two from the line, board a to steal. <laughs> Turnover, two points. Listen, you got to give the guy a lot of credit for coming out and trying, but it was really, really obvious that he just didn't have it.
1: He shouldn't have been playing. I mean, it, it, it was a nice boost, especially at home, and I think if he had played well, we could have won. But he, he didn't look right. No, he didn't. He wasn't really any lift on his, you know, on his shots. He wasn't as quick.
0: Do you know what's wrong with him? Has there been anything on campus other than the fact that it's just like oh, a foot injury?
1: I really think he has plantar fasciitis because I did some Twitter digging earlier on. Do you remember in the Syracuse game when he had his shoe taped?
0: Yeah, they were like, we going wild about that on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, rightfully, rightfully so. Who the fuck does that? But I really think, especially with all the hard falls Mac takes, I swear, that every two games he has a fall where he stays down for a few seconds and I'm like, oh boy, that fucking hurt. And then he just gets up. Yep. But I'm convinced in one of those games after
1: uh, the transfers, fucked up his foot and just kept rolling with it because especially on the momentum of the transfers, like, he couldn't be hurt. Mm-hmm. So it just played through it to the point where it started to affect his performance a little bit in Big East play. And then... Um, You know, got the eye injury against American. It just, I'm convinced it's plantar fasciitis. And and I think also the fact that he didn't play after this and wasn't even with the team shows that it's pretty serious.
0: Yeah, I think you were the one who told me that, like, there are rumors that he couldn't even walk up the stairs.
1: Oh, yeah, I told you that. Yeah. Um, He was still taking elevators as of uh, February.
0: It makes sense, dude. PF is a serious injury. He just didn't look right in that game. And that loss kind of told me we are what we are. We just weren't that good. We without Mac, without Omer, it, it just the writing was on the wall. And as we predicted, the next game we lost that to Paul. Like that, it was just so obvious. Like a buddy of mine texted me. He goes, "I'm really big on the Hoyas tonight," and I'm like, uh, "You're gonna lose a lot of money if you bet on us." Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he did. I, I mean, I, I had my buddy's bachelor party that night actually, so I didn't watch the game, and then we got waxed by Marquette, and then we had lost a heartbreaker at home to Xavier.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of bad home losses, man. Like the Xavier one, I did. I've only we're only talking highlights now, but um, so far, at least prediction wise, we're three for four. At least I'm three for four because I had Butler, but not Providence. Like we saw the DePaul loss coming. We saw the Marquette loss coming, and we knew we needed the Xavier game to even have a shot mm-hmm. at being a bubble team because they had already gotten us on the road. And I mean, I didn't think Xavier is that good either, but the way we lost this one was so tough.
0: It's Najee Marshall. That that was just like that was just a big time shot, man. Like there's nothing you can yeah. do about that. Jagan for everything for as good of a, a as good of a defender that Jagan yeah, Mosley has become. His one, his Achilles heel is closing out shots from the outside. Yep. He just doesn't have the length. And you gotta be perfect. You At know?
1: Syracuse, remember, like, I think it was my sophomore year?
0: Oh. Year, year, year. He did,
1: no. like, three threes on him from the right wing. Yep. One late in the fourth and then two in overtime. O'Shea Brissett, same baby. shot every time.
0: Yep. O'Shea Brissett and Tyus Battle. <laughs> battle hit that game winner over him last year. Listen, oh, it's just, when you were a smaller player, and when I say smaller, um, you know, Jagan's not, a, like, a small guy comparatively to, like, us, but for college basketball and the players that he is guarding, he is a little smaller. You gotta be perfect, and a lot of times, like, he's really, really good, but the perfection isn't there, and it's just, it's, it's asking so much to be perfect on every play, especially when you're yes. tired. It's tough.
1: It's weird, because he, ironically, was measured, I'm looking up now, with a 6'9 wingspan wow. in 2014. That's pretty good. 6'2". So, like, that's a long wingspan. I'm sure it helps him a lot on defense, but I can't really... I don't know why he's just not as good as that.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. If he wants to make... If he wants to eventually get to the pros that's one area of defense he's gonna have to really improve on we got waxed at Creighton we knew that was coming and then this was probably the most painful one um you know and then eventually we got to Villanova probably the most heartbreaking loss of the season dude it was just brutal this was my upset pick too I had predicted I had predicted us to beat Nova and it looked like it was gonna happen and then the fateful call, the the goaltend and the and-one. Oh, my God, dude, it was brutal. Underrated point there. Uh, Timmy
1: had to play crunch time minutes because Kudis, I think, was in foul trouble or fouled out. Uh, I don't really understand why, but that was tough. It was. A... The, the, we we set the full cavalry in this game. We ran a six-person rotation with everyone except Kudis playing 40 minutes.
0: Well, that's, if you wanted a shot to win this game, Ewing had to do that, and he had it. They had it, but right on brand, Georgetown just crapped it away, and that, that was probably the most brutal loss considering you know, Nova had just beaten Seton Hall at Seton Hall on senior night, and it would have been absolutely incredible to send Torell, Jagan, those guys out on a win over the 14th-ranked Villanova team and prevent yeah. them from winning a Big East title
1: spoiler to Nova last year and that was that's probably the best win I've been a part of as a fan mm. so it sucks that we didn't get it but it's so
0: typical the oh, way we lost 100% we were up by 4 late in that game and my buddy texted me he goes Georgetown's gonna lose this in the most excruciating fashion and I was like yep I'm just curious to see how creative they get today and the goaltending and one call you gotta tip my hat it was pretty creative I hadn't seen yeah, that one yeah. <laughs> no
1: I didn't, I didn't think that would be the way Especially after that Xavier loss, too. But, yeah, a whole lot of bullshit, man. Like, I think if we're counting, that's, I mean, two games we should have had and three that we could have had. Yeah. So if we had gotten the Xavier and the Nova wins, that would put us at three and four like we had predicted with, you know, another quad one win with Butler and Nova. And I, I think heading into the tournament, if those had broken our way, we'd still be a bubble team. Mm-hmm. But we'd probably be in.
0: Yeah, dude, this just just is we, we do, yeah, and it makes me wonder, you know, what would have happened if Mac didn't get hurt and had to essentially get shut down for the season, because he was he was yeah. made, he was literally sending shockwaves throughout college basketball with his play.
1: Yeah, he was getting. He was. I know we had said if he had kept this up, I think he would have declared after this year, and then would have come back, obviously, but like he would have had some significant NBA interest.
0: Yes, he would have been. Absolutely, especially with his I mean, balance and athleticism. Dude, it's that
1: guy who clothesline. I think that was, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Because Mac is the type of guy that not play a 100% all the time. Mm-hmm. But that eye injury, I really think it fucked up his shot. Because he was shooting the hell out of the ball.
0: It, Three and free throws. Dude, fuck that dick. What an yeah. asshole. Yeah. All right, American's on the hit list now. It's tragic. I know, man. I know. We got to pull up there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, you know, Carter, in all of this, you know, we're on a six-game losing streak heading into the Big East tournament, and you think, all right, we're matched up with St. John's. We've beaten them twice. We beat them handily once, broke them at the Garden. You think we should win this game, then you get Creighton without Marcus Zagorowski, a Creighton team that essentially was mailing in the Big East tournament, saying, we want to share the regular season. We are caring more about the NCAA tournament than the Big East. Like, we're going to sit Zagorowski, rest his, rest his knee. Without Zagorowski, I mean, we could have... We had a shot in that game. <laughs> but, you know, typical even Georgetown... With
1: Zagorowski, dude. Yeah, uh,
0: even with Zagorowski, I don't know. I think they'd beat us by, like, 10. Um, but Yeah, well, especially without um, Mac and O'Meara. Because y- when we beat them, we were close to full strength. Yes. But, no. We looked great in that St. John's game, dude. I... Terrell showed up, Jamarco showed up, we were playing decent defense, Kudis was an animal, and then Ewing decided that he was going to roll with Omer for essentially the last 10 minutes of that game, Carter, and uh, believe me, we were up by 9 at halftime, we got outscored by 22 points in the second half, we ended up only scoring 62 points, and we ended the game allowing St. John's to go on a 23 nothing run. The last time we scored in that game came with 6 minutes and 31 seconds remaining in the second half. Oh, my God. We were winning 62-52 to 52 at that point. Oh, my God.
1: Dude, I didn't know it was that bad. Oh, it was I, bad. I was on my flight back from spring break, so I didn't watch the game, but holy shit. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: Oh, dude, I'm telling you, it, watching it, you could just see them begin to self destruct. It was like the writing was on the wall, and a huge reason was that for that was Marcellus Erlington. He's the center for St. John's. He scored 10 fucking straight points. You know who was guarding him? Omer. Oh boy. And you know who had a really good game? Kudos Wahab. You know what? It comes down to this, Carter. Uh, when you look at their stats, Kudas played 19 minutes. He was 4-for-4 four four from the field, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, 3 blocks, 8 points. Omer played 21 minutes. Two, uh, 8 points, 6 boards, 2 blocks, 2 turnovers, 3 fouls. So essentially the same, but what doesn't show up on the box, the box sheet is defensive impact and how you play defensively. Kudus was a presence down low. St. John's couldn't get anything in the paint when he was down there. And he's quicker than Omer outside. Omer was essentially reluctant to stretch out all the way to the three-point line, the guard, Arlington, when Arlington was pulling up. Kudis has the ability to do that. And Ewing's essentially like obstinance to go back to Kudis when Omer clearly wasn't even putting that much effort in defensively, perplexed me. I put this loss exclusively on the hands of Ewing for that lack of adjustment. I was furious after this game. Absolutely furious because there was no excuse for losing this.
1: Yeah, I I think I have to agree with you. St. John's didn't even play that well. They shot under 38% from the field and still put up 75
0: points on awesome. Carter, I'm telling you, they couldn't hit the fucking right side of a barn in the first half shooting from outside. I mean, they couldn't hit anything. Anything. We were pulling away. We were up around 15 points early in the second half. It looked like we were going to maul them. And then I'm thinking, all right, maybe we can take down Creighton tomorrow. Omer's feeling a little better. You know, and then a 23 nothing run. It was inexcusable inexcusable and it sucks because Terrell again played one of the best games I've seen him play all year 9 of 15 from the field four boards three assists two steals 21 points obviously six turnovers but you know he and Jamarco really showed up on the offensive end Jamarco early on was hitting left and right 10 boards four assists three blocks three turnovers 13 points those were our two guys on offense. Javon had a brutal game shooting from the field. Dude, he was 2 of 14 from 3. Shooter, shoot, baby. Shoot shoot, or shoot. 3 <laughs> of 16 from the field. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to say, you get mad at Ewing, but, I mean, look
1: at that. Look,
0: Jagan, too, had a bad game. He had six turnovers. Dude, Jagan played. Yeah, Jagan had a rough game. He did not look good in this. It looked like he was hurt, which he may have been He yeah. may not have been. We don't know. But he, lo- oh, yeah. he looked like he was hurt, quite frankly. Should he didn't I, uh, look comfortable. Should I, should I break the rumor? I don't know. You know, it's simply a rumor. Um yeah. You know, your source is pretty good. I don't know, man. Yeah. You're going to get a lot I'll of flack that, if you will, say it. I'll just say the rumor. I mean, who cares? Um, no one listens to this anyway. True. Cool.
1: <laughs> um Yeah, no, apparently he had been. Uh, he like had a hairline fracture in his wrist sometime earlier in the season. and been playing through it,
0: so it could be uh, could be a reason for that. You know, Carter, I am ac- I'm pretty confident that, that rumor is true because <laughs> one of my friends saw on on game day saw Jagan wearing a cast on one of his wrists. <clears throat> so it makes sense that he probably did have a hairline fracture if the rumor is correct. And he's just playing through it because he's a tough motherfucker.
1: <laughs> and it's his senior year, too.
0: Yeah, and like, honestly... Like you don't want
1: to end your career with an injury. I mean,
0: bro, if he couldn't play through that, we would have had to start Jaden fucking Robinson.
1: Yeah, oh my god, he had been playing recently, too.
0: He played two minutes in this game, turn- had one turnover and a steal.
1: That's literally a... Ne- that's a neutral. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, literally... That's the most um, zero-sum game. Yeah, dude.
0: Possible. It was a brutal game to watch, man. It was it was tough down the stretch. I was texting you. I was so upset. Um but I think, you yeah.
1: know, it's just kind of you can't teach an old dog new tricks, man. I think that's what we realized.
0: Yeah, dude. Um and of course, I was telling this to somebody else. I was like, you know, they couldn't have canceled the Biggie's tournament a day fucking earlier before we had to watch this. This had to be my last memory of the basketball season this year. <laughs> Georgetown Damn. blowing a fucking 10-point lead, 23-0 run to end the game. Oh, my God. I think it's
1: just God. a sign, man. I'm, I'm telling you this. It's You got to let go after a while. I think this team is so... Toxic. Just Yeah. We're just kind of institutionally dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. I agree. In a way that it, we, we almost get a Stockholm Syndrome because we're supposed to be a fan of them because they're our school. But... I mean with me graduating and you uh moving on to grad school like I don't think <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep it reach up. for the team as hard as I have yeah
0: Oh yeah dude I'm with you 100% should
1: We still got the fucking Knicks too like come on Jesus Christ dude I mean I don't know if we could take two <sighs> It's brutal but
0: listen I mean if you told me out of context like no context put into the season that Georgetown would be 15 and 17, five of 13 in the Big East, and lose to St. John's in the tournament, I'd be screaming for Ewing's head. I would have been <laughs> livid. When you put context into the season, you know it makes more sense. But what are your thoughts on Ewing? They we're uh, we're a couple of years into his tenure. I think three years, right? Three, <laughs> three years in. This was supposed to be the year we made it back to the tournament. Obviously there's no tournament, but that's besides the point. What are your thoughts? I I'm still frustrated with him as a head coach personally, but I want to hear what you think.
1: Yeah, I am too. I uh I think these all the drama that happened this year is a really convenient excuse for him because I genuinely think our record would not have been much better if there weren't any transfers or injuries. I'm with you. I probably I would have given us maybe Nine and nine.
0: I think we would have been a bubble team.
1: Yeah, I think we would have been a bubble team. I don't think we would have been uh, better because a lot of our big wins were addition by subtraction and stuff. Uh, and even even after Mac and O'Meara got injured, we won a couple games we probably shouldn't have, like the Butler win or even the Creighton win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I think that I don't know, man. I just I hate to be mean, but it's like I don't know if Ewing's the right guy. Just because it's his X's and O's really confuse me. He has like a lot of pro experience watching NBA games, but a lot of his game management tactics and just the the way he coaches seems like he's stuck in the 80s and the 90s.
0: The way I kind of look at things is, it's you know a, a bench, a, a, literally a baseline. Of a team should be, do they play hard for you? As a coach, you should just fundamentally get your team to want to go out and fight for you. Does Ewing do that? Absolutely. This team had a lot of fight in it, a lot of toughness, and that you applaud him. Other than that, I don't think they played smart all the time. I don't yeah. think that, you know, my biggest criticism of Ewing was whenever Omar was in the game, it was like, Shoving food down someone's throat to the point where they're choking, like yeah. just throw the ball into Omer and run it through him, no matter what the defense is doing. It was just like blindly being like, "All right, Omer's gonna, we're gonna get Omer the ball, and then that's that. Everything's gonna run through him." Yeah, and it just wasn't working a lot of the
1: time. It's, it's kind of funny, actually. You think of Ewing; he's never been great with finesse bigs. I mean, all the bigs he's had have been finesse bigs. But like, you look at Marcus way back when, the first big to really do well under Ewing, he had him posting up all the fucking time. And then, when he got to the NBA, we were like, wow, I didn't know he was a 50% three-point shooter. I didn't know he could like take people off the dribble. Same with Jesse. I mean, Jesse's not as good, obviously, and was more of a shooter just because um, he had a smaller frame. But Ewing still had him posting up all the time. And I feel like the same is true for Omer, because I think what we'll find out is whenever O'Meara gets to the NBA, he was a lot more in his bag than he showed, and that, that was pretty much true of, of Marcus, too.
0: I agree. When the opposing team knows exactly what your offensive strategy is going to be and know that you're not going to adjust at all as the game goes on, things become pretty easy and predictable to defend. I know it's rocket science, but... Yeah. You know, Why did
1: not we run more pick and rolls, dude?
0: Dude, I that don't know. I my
1: things, too. What the fuck?
0: I, he probably was like James is gone. We don't have a guy who's capable of doing that, which I completely disagree with. I thought Mac was more than capable of running the pick Mac's and roll. Mac's pretty decent
1: in the pick and roll.
0: I honestly think Jagan's good in the pick and roll too.
1: Same with Terrell.
0: Uh huh. Guys play guys
1: like twenty four. Should he, know how to run a pick and roll. Even, <laughs> e-
0: even Javon began to show a lot yeah. of like promise yeah. off the dribble.
1: Yeah, Javon definitely uh, had a, had a pretty good year as far as his ability to create, but yeah, I think there's this weird stubbornness with using bigs as post up players and like enforcing, you know, pretty much making them play like Ewing did, even yes. though that was 30 years ago. And most bigs now are better shooters than he was in college. I, I wonder if that's actually. I wonder if that could hamper Kudus's development. I um, wonder, but I you think know, Ewing. Where, okay, go ahead. Kudus will be Kudus will be the first kind of bruising big that hmm. Ewing has. Yes. And also has his hands-on for his entire college career. So I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how he develops because there's obviously a lot of promise there. But yeah, going back to your point, I think I'm personally out on Ewing as a coach. Um, next year is his last year. If I had to say I don't think he'll be back, he wanted to use this to show if he could get an NBA job. I don't think he'll get an MBA job because there just isn't enough – diversity or, or complexity, I think, to the way that he does things. I mean, you can even kind of pick that up in his interviews, too. It's a lot of one-track-mindedness, which I think works to a degree in terms of setting a culture. Like, everyone knows what our culture is, and, and that's something I can applaud him for. It's a sense of consistency in that
0: regard, but just, it limits your upside. It does. It really does. Again, toughness. We're never going to go down without a fight. Everything about that. Play fast. Play fast. Play strong. Except when we have a big. <laughs> when we have a big. You know, we know that Ewing wanted to come out and press more than he did this year, and the transfers yeah. obviously hurt that. So again, I give it. This year it's just like you know, I have so much criticism and I'm annoyed with different things, but. He essentially does get a pass because of everything that happened. But then again, you have to ask yourself, why did everything happen the way it happened? Yeah. yeah. Is that his fault? Is that just the player's fault? Like, we legitimately just don't know. Like, I we don't. Part of,
1: yeah, I mean, I think everything except James was the player's fault. Yes. Yes, I,
0: mean, I James, agree. James
1: went, to, James went to Arizona, man. That's a better program.
0: It is. It is, it is undoubtedly a better program. Like that's that's gotta that's gotta say something. And I'm very he honestly Carter, a top I, I love college basketball, everybody knows that. It's one of my favorite sports. A top three storyline for me next year is how James plays at Arizona. I'm yeah. so curious to see how if his game changes, how much he's elevated his play, if the different system in Sean Miller can change better certain teammates. things, better teammates. I am beyond curious to see how well he comes out and plays.
1: Yeah. He was still on a lot of mock drafts earlier this year, believe it or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes so sense. I think
1: if he has a great year.
0: Hey, it's a bummer, but hey, maybe if Georgetown can get to the tournament next year, maybe he and Mac oh can go God. head-to-head in the tournament. Dude, him and Mac, that would be ridiculous. Oh, it would be wild. <laughs> the amount of trash talk, all the... The Gate City versus James Akinjo's family on Twitter would oh, be reignited.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it would be pretty wild. I uh, yeah, I don't. Is he going to start? You think?
0: Probably. I mean, Nico's probably gone to the draft. Uh, yeah, Nico's
1: gone.
0: Um, what about that guy, Josh Green? He might be gone. I think he'll probably no, he's stay though. He's a wing, though. He is a wing. I don't know what hey, their recruiting is like. He's really good. I forget his name. Zeke Najee. Get... I don't think he'll get drafted. But... Zeke Najee. Yes. Zeke yeah. Najee. He's really freaking good.
1: Jesse's going to love, or James is going to love him. Oh my Lob God, threat. Dude.
0: Yeah. Lob threat, guys, who can actually handle his pass out of the pick and roll. <laughs> <laughs> At
1: Jesse. At Jesse. I did, I, Freudian slip earlier.
0: Yeah. But yeah,
1: I, uh, man, I just, I'm a little bummed this season happened the way it did. It sucks, dude, yeah. <laughs> it's just, no, but it's just, for a lot of people, like, there's still just enough hope that people can cling to. Which I think is the worst thing with this team.
0: Well, when you I, look at our recruiting I'm, class, yeah.
1: I'm pretty much checked out. But, you know, I, if, even if we look the next year, it's like there's, there's enough for people to talk about. But I think for as bad as the season was, next year is going to be even worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's not going to be.
1: I think we'll be the worst team in the Big East.
0: Hey, man. Yeah, we might be. We legitimately might be. We... We're
1: losing four of our top seven players for a team that was eighth.
0: So I don't think losing Omer should have been ninth. I don't think losing Omer hurts that much. I don't mean that as a dig to him. Um, I I just think that Kudis will be a very yeah, really. I think Kudis is going to be an upgrade. To be honest with you, um,
1: Omer probably lost us more games than
0: he won us. Lost. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And that's not really due to his fault. I mean, it's due to the... I, I, if there's one thing I could argue about Omer, is that I thought he was going to be tougher than he was, especially on the defensive end. Um, other than that, I mean, he's incredibly skilled big. I, I'll be rooting for him in the NBA. I got no hard feelings toward him. Uh, I think hey, My biggest question about next year is, can Mack stay healthy? I legitimately... It's not proven that he can. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really valid concern. He's been pretty injury written yes. throughout his two years so far.
0: Dude, he's got to start getting more pliable. Start doing some of that TB12 method.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. I actually looked that up yesterday, and the fucking roller is $160. Dude, Get the yeah, fuck outta here. Dude, it's
0: crazy. It is really, <laughs> really... Dude, I've actually... A buddy of mine used the TB12 roller. A kid who I lived <laughs> with... I lived on the same floors in freshman year. He lent it to me to, to try it. Bro, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome.
1: Like it is, yeah. but it's not one hundred
0: and sixty dollars awesome. Yeah, it's like, I
1: found this other one. My, my buddy used for a, like a hip surgery recovery. It's called the R eight. The R eight, dude. I'll, I'll show it, I'll show it to you after. It's ridiculous. It's like one hundred thirty dollars, but pretty much instead of it being a a roller, it's two very very tightly wound kind of. I guess rolling things, but think of them as smaller circles, three smaller circles on two sides, tightly wound by springs that you can open up like an accordion. And Woo! you can put it directly on your leg or your
0: arm or anything and kill it. Wow. I used it once, and oh my god, it was kind of orgasmic. Jesus. Yeah. Sounds good to me.
1: Yeah, I know, bro, I know. That's probably why Brady likes doing it so much. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, hey, and it, kept, anyway. it keeps him injury. It keeps him injury free. So yeah, how could you argue with it?
1: Oh yeah, you can't. So, uh, but yeah, back to your point about next year. I do think Kudus will be an upgrade. I think he is. I think he could become a very very solid offensive presence for us too, beyond defense and rebounding. I do too. Um, I
0: do too. He
1: could probably average, I'd say, ten points a game.
0: I would. I think he could maybe do like eleven or twelve. Okay. I think he's done a really yeah. good job showing us this year that he's not just a defensive threat. Like there were games where he really flashed on the offensive end.
1: Yeah, I'll never forget. This was really early on, but it was a. Uh, I think it was against Duke. He torched uh, Vernon Carey.
0: Yes, he did earlier in the he's, game. Like,
1: taking him off the dribble and stuff, like what?
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, oh, that was that was probably when you look at games that Omer had against good competition, dude. Ah. Uh, that Duke game, he was hitting everything in the second half. Was Ten of eleven from the field. Yeah, dude, he was he was raw in the second half. I remember a buddy of mine who doesn't watch basketball. He texted me, he goes, Dude, this Omer seven kid just doesn't miss and I was like, Yeah, he's torching the the best freshman in the country, essentially.
1: Yeah. But anyway, we digress. Yep. Yeah, Kudos. I think Mac will be our top option, unabashedly. He'll mm-hmm. get all the shots he wants in the world. Good and bad, right? Uh, I think, I don't know anyone else better off taking the shots
0: than him. Javon? Yeah,
1: I I, I think Javon will definitely get his share of shots. It was like a joke,
0: but, you know. I
1: mean, he he will. I know, yeah. The tough reality of it. Uh, I think the tough thing that we'll have to think of, it'll always come back to this, it'll probably be the story of his career, is how good will Jamarco be? Yep. Because yeah, I think if, if he, we don't even know if Mac is a reliable scorer. We know he's talented, but he still hasn't flipped the switch yet. So we don't really have any consistent options going into next
0: year. I mean, I think Mac, when he's healthy, 100% is a consistent option. If, if That jump shot, man, when he was healthy and the eye was okay, he was a goddamn laser from outside. Yeah. It's true, and I, I, mean, it's I a, trust it, his work. It was a small
1: enough sample size, though. That's the only thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. I I trust his work ethic more than anything. I don't know anything about Jamarco's work ethic. Uh, that's not to say that I don't trust him. I just don't. At this point, I don't view Jamarco as a guy who you can rely on game in and game out to score. I yeah. view him as a guy who is probably just going to get you maybe like eight to twelve consistently, about eight boards. That's what he was this year. His shot was reworked. It looked a little bit better towards the end of the game. I mean, towards the end of the season, excuse me. But with him, it's it's yeah. always a bit of a mystery. Like, what are you going to get out of this guy?
1: Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, he's been f- below 40% from the field all three years for his career. I mean, did average 10 this year. But, uh, yeah, it, it, you're right. I, I, it's just the potential, man. That's all it is. It's frustrating, isn't I, it? I uh, yeah, and, and even like the announcers mention it and shit.
0: Like, <sighs> I mean, it's a good um, talking point for announcers. It's like this guy has all the measurables you could ever want, but where is the consistency?
1: Yeah.
0: Do you think it's just lack going, of athleticism? He's
1: still bumped off his spots, man. He just can't finish through contact.
0: No, and they—he's got to hit the weight room, man. Really got to hit the weight pounds. room. pounds. I
1: mean, he gained 15 pounds from freshman to sophomore year, and only one pound. From sophomore year to junior year. He was 190 coming in. 190,
0: bro. Jeez. And then he hit up to 205, and now he's 206. Dude, yeah, I think he's got to get to, like, 215, man.
1: Yeah, at least 215.
0: At least. Yeah, like, Jagan was 225.
1: No, I think Jagan was 215. Nah, well, I'm wrong there. Yeah. Hand up. No, but, like, Jagan should not be weighing more than Jamarco. Yeah.
0: A hand up. You know the measurables more than, more than I do. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I was, I was really on that. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I think Mac will have a good year cause he'll, he'll be set free. Ewing had always had this, I, I, I think a really weird vendetta against him that we had talked about probably cause of his defense and after these transfers, he didn't really have a choice, but to make him one of the top options. And I think next year, that'll be even more obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very curious to see how Mac feels about the program. Maybe he won't be obvious about it, but I bet there's a
0: little bit of annoyance with him. Oh, I bet he's pretty frustrated. I bet he looked at Rutgers and been like, "God damn, guys, like what yeah. is going on?" But part of that, part of that is like he's got to stay healthy. He's got to find a way to be on the court at full strength, mo- like the majority of the season. And that's on him this offseason. And part of like honestly, the training staff too. You got to find a way to keep this guy in the court. Clearly, he's a little bit more injury prone than other people. He is your best shot of getting back to the tournament next year. He has got to be on the court.
1: It's part of how he plays, too, I think.
0: Reckless abandon, kind of?
1: Yeah. That's his personality.
0: Uh, He's balls to the wall.
1: You mentioned recruits earlier. We we should get back to that and
0: touch on it real quick. I agree. Jamari Sibley. He's our best-ranked recruit. 6'8", 200 pounds from Oak Hill Academy. Tyler Beard. uh, Literally, Jamarco. Yeah, Tyler Beard, Chicago, Illinois, six two one seventy five. He's probably the recruit that you look at and say, you know, he made he was big time on SportsCenter because he literally dunked over a person. <laughs> uh, and then we have Kobe Clark, six four one eighty. He's from uh, Missouri, and then Dante Harris, who's only 5'10", 145. Yikes! I mean, that's a that's a tough. Uh,
1: I, th- I I think Dante. I think he grew. You I remember did. looking this up. Good. Because I he, hope he they did. said he grew two inches over the summer. They said, like, God blessed him with more. Heights. I think he's six feet
0: now. Good. Thank God. 5'10 is small, wow. man. Um, that's my... I that's that's, all, that's taller than me, but I'm 5'9. 5'10 is yeah. small.
1: I know, but you're not a D1 basketball player. So right. your height's a little bit less relevant.
0: I'm making my NBA... Uh, <laughs> I'm making my NBA mixtape. <laughs> the coronavirus is giving me an excuse to work on my game. <laughs> yeah. I, uh...
1: Man, I, I think... Um, I think Tyler Beard will definitely be our best recruit coming in. He, I don't know if he'd start at point guard, uh, but he's shown a lot. And he was within the top 100 of his class and then had a rough summer the last summer, mm-hmm. but has had a very strong senior year. He was um, a big he was a big get. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure part of what Ewing sold him to is probably the starting job. So... It wouldn't surprise me. But I, I don't expect any of our other
0: freshmen to have huge impact seasons. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Jamari I mean, Sibley is the highlight name that we got. He's top 100, um, four-star recruit, according to 247. Yeah, uh, hope to God that he at least becomes more... He is a viable option off the bench, I should say. Yeah, like a backup
1: to Jamarco.
0: Yes. if I had to predict our starting lineup right now, it's probably Mac, Beard, Javon, Jamarco, Kudis. Yeah, I'd like, agree with that. Like similar to what we had this year, but slide in Javon and uh well Javon was a starter this year. And slide in Beard instead of like Jagan and, and Terrell or whatever, you know? Yeah, they go with kinda yeah. like the three guard then the bigger then the two bigs. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And Beard's um, a good defender, too. I mean, he's a little smaller, like only 6'2", but he's a tough defender. I think we're going to like that kid as, like, an overall... Freshman like,
1: point guards are just tough, though. That's the thing.
0: They are. They are. But then again, do you think that Ewing's going to have him primarily handle the ball? I know you and I are very staunch believers that Mac is capable of running the offense.
1: Yeah, I, I've been, I've been on that train since, like, His freshman year. year, Yeah. yeah. Like, there was one stretch I'll never forget against Richmond. James fell out, and Mac had to bring the ball up against the press for the last five minutes. No turnovers. He's a smart player, dude. Yeah, yeah. I hope he isn't held back next year. Uh, I don't think he will be. But, yeah, I don't know. Ewing likes this three guard thing, and I still don't think we have enough bodies to start anyone but three guards, but. I just I I think that hurt us a fair amount this year.
0: Yeah, the lack of length. We will be we will be pressing a lot next year. I think that was it because if you're starting three guards, you're going to give up a lot of size,
1: so you'll get hurt on the glass, which we definitely did, and and will kind of get hurt with threes too. So you have to press to make up for that. You know what? To hope hope that the turnovers
0: balance it out. That's probably the one thing I'm most bummed about this year. Because I I always used to say, a couple years ago, like last year even, whenever we pressed, we got torched. That wasn't yeah. the case earlier no. this year. When Our we press pressed, was it was effective. It was yeah. really effective. That's one thing. If, if, we, if I'm going to give Ewing a lot of credit here. I've been hard with him. His press earlier this year when we had bodies was very good. It was impressive. Like when we pressed yeah. against Penn State, dude, they were turning the ball over left and right. We were just yeah. shooting ourselves in the goddamn foot.
1: Yeah, honestly. I, uh, yeah, I just, it's a very interesting idea. A part of me also thinks we might just, Ewing has this good habit of making something out of nothing or maybe overachieving a little bit. Mm -hmm. We're almost better when we're not as talented. So I could see us next year being sneakily good. Maybe that's just me talking myself into it, but like, like a better team than we expected, almost like Butler this year.
0: You know, I think we're going to miss, when it comes down to it, dude, when you will have more sco- consistent scoring options, with if, if Mac can stay healthy, Mac will be the freaking go to guy. I think we're going to see a big jump when it comes to Kudas with scoring. I think Javon's going to continue to be a, you know, he's going to keep firing away. Jamarco's Jamarco. Simple as that. Uh, we're going to miss Jagan and Terrell a lot. Um, there's just no other way of putting it out there. Like, th- those two, they bring a lot of intangibles that you can't really... Jagan's defense, dude, like, you had a guy who you consistently could put on the team's best option, and he would essentially wrestle with them for 40 minutes. Terrell, you, you're gonna miss the veteran presence bringing the ball up. And he was a big shot hitter. Like, even in games we lost, he would consistently hit big shots. So we're gonna miss them, but if I'm gonna say it, Carter, the... I think Georgetown Twitter it's really pissed me off the amount of it's not that he doesn't deserve it like he does but I think we've been kind of showing almost like over love to Jagen Mosley like you know yeah he was a great he was a good player he stepped up he was a warrior and if he did play through that hairline fracture he deserves like you know a lot of love he will be missed but I mean people are acting like he's the second coming of Jesus Christ (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It's just maybe yeah. I'm just. No, I,
1: I don't think you're. I don't think you're wrong. I think we have to show love to someone. Um, and
0: and I do argue. I think Terrell was as not if not more impactful than Jagan this year. But I
1: agree. I agree. I, uh, yeah, I think it's just because it's a four-year guy. You know, he. I mean, for all we can talk about Jagen's faults, he's a warrior. He got objectively better significantly during his four years. Uh, and he didn't ask for any of this either. I mean, JT3 recruited him. So he was That's the a last great guy point. from that recruiting class and rode with us as loyally as he could throughout four years of utter chaos. So sure, I, 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 I salute him, man. I mean, I do agree that we're, we're acting like he was some... I, I don't know what the word is, but... Yeah, I mean, compare him to any of the other seniors last year, and he's not better, but he's almost getting more love. I think just because he tries to take charges.
0: <laughs> dude, yeah, listen, Jagen, I think part of the reason why people love Jagen so much is just because he's a good fucking dude. Like, he's just a good person. Yeah. Like, he is objectively, like, a very good dude. Dude, I remember his first game, as a Georgetown Hoya, we beat South Carolina Upstate at Capital One Arena 105-60. Oh, to 60. Yeah. And he started. He started at point guard. I remember seeing the starting lineup, and it was like Jagen Mosley, and we're like, he's going with Jagan Over Mulmore, Trey Campbell, you know, all these different, more experienced guards. I remember yeah. that. I remember... That, that next was on game a against supposedly good team too. dude, that team, that team had huge tournament aspirations. I still remember the next game he got stuffed at the rim <laughs> against Maryland. Ugh. When we lost seventy six seventy five. Ah, fam. Yeah, honest to god, dude. Yeah. I mean, but
1: no, he was starting alongside four eventual G League slash NBA players. And yes, sir. Rodney Pryor, L. J., uh, Jesse, and Marcus.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, if there's one thing that people, I would like people to understand, it kind of gets lost on the sauce with Jagan. The fact that he's a finance major and essentially the captain of the Georgetown basketball team is so fucking impressive. I can't even explain it because, like, the business school it doesn't really give basketball players that much of a break when it comes to schoolwork, and finance isn't in easy major at all he easily could have went to the college and been a major in like some other bullshit subject finance is legit and i remember uh i was on campus when he was jagan was a year younger than me i was on campus for some i was doing work uh for kiss which was one of the professor's companies and jagan was in the msb commons studying his fucking ass off for a patty fairfield accounting final god patty. Oh, and apparently god he, bless him. dude yeah and like one of my friends was in the class and said Jaden got an a in the class wow if that doesn't tell ta- for those of you who don't know patty fairfield, than us? patty fairfield dude, patty fairfield she is probably one of the hardest professors i've ever had in my entire life oh dude that's the proudest
1: b i've ever gotten in my entire
0: life well you took class. you took fsa <laughs> yeah for those of you who yeah, don't know, FSA, FSA is objectively probably the hardest class in the business. Well, financial statement analysis. How oh,
1: easily. Fun stuff, That's right? That's when I still wanted to be a finance major. That class made me want to not be a finance major, so I'm, I'm thankful.
0: And for those of you, uh, just one quick last upsa- update. Miles Powell tweeted out, We would have woke up Big East tournament chips this morning. Sad face. So essentially, he's saying that they would have, uh, the, the Seton Hall Pirates would have won the Big East tournament today. I don't know about that, but who knows?
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just to just to keep things going, I think we have to give praise to all the seniors. Um, it, it's just a weird, a weird situation. I think, man, I, I just, there's still a lot of, I mean, part of the way that the, the virus has worked, too, is that it stripped a lot of people of the closure that they would have gotten. Yes. But and our team still had that because we played our whole season, but it's just we we didn't get to see the team
0: as a finished product, which was disappointing. It's a bummer, man. Uh, I wish that I wish Twitter would show. I think probably my a little bit of my annoyance about the love to Jagan is that, I mean, he deserves it. Like of all the people, he definitely does deserve it, probably the most. Um, but I just wish Terrell would get a little bit more recognition than he's gotten. Yeah. Because Absolutely. that guy is also a warrior. And imagine, just even imagine, if he didn't come to Georgetown, we may not have won a game in the Big East. Yeah. Like we might have gone over in the Big East this year without Terrell. I, uh, I don't think it's an overstatement either.
1: <laughs> I legitimately no, think we might have lost no, every I game. I don't think it is either, man. I, where do you think Terrell or Jake can end up? Do you think any of them have a chance at pro-ball?
0: I don't know, dude. I think Jagan probably has a little bit more of a shot just because he's bigger. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I. If they could probably end up playing in Europe, for sure. I think Terrell's. I mean, Terrell's a bulldog, man. He's a tough motherfucker. He's shown that he could freaking have big games and play play well. I think he's got Europe on him. I think both of them do. I think Jagan's probably yeah. got more NBA potential. He's younger. He's bigger. Really good defender. Probably his measurables match up a little bit better. Yeah, but he's he'll have to spend some time in the G League. Look, I mean, it's tough to make it in the NBA. Look at Marcus. Marcus, I mean, that guy is as good of a player I've seen at Georgetown, and he's struggling to crack rosters right now. You know, it's tough. Yeah,
1: Jesse's in friggin' Japan.
0: Hey, man. Hopefully he's, <laughs> hopefully he's staying safe over there with Corona. But... You, oh, dude, he, he better
1: be home. Did you, um, did you hear about what happened to Greg in Germany? No. Okay, so this, actually, this is, this will be the first time you hear this. It just popped into my mind. He was at one of the games that I went to. Yeah, Malinowski, parents. blonde hair, right? Yeah. yeah, he dyed his hair blonde. Yeah,
0: he looks uh, awful, no and, offense, uh, Greg. But... Yeah, I know, I
1: know. He's an attractive guy, too. I don't know why he did that. Um... But anyway, so I heard because he was dating or is dating the friend of one of Will's cousins.
0: For those of you who don't know, Will is Carter's roommate. Oh, yeah. Well, honestly, you guys won't be roommates in a week, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. Um, We're going to have to figure out what to do. But anyway, he says that he was mad that he wasn't playing enough in Germany, so he left. Okay. And then now is just not, he's trying to like, I, I think he's like wants to get to the NBA or somewhere else.
0: Bro, I mean, are you gonna tell it's him like or am I gonna he didn't tell even him?
1: Start for us.
0: Yeah, are you gonna tell him or am I gonna tell him, Carter? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, think, I don't think he's gonna hear it from
0: either of us. Bro. Uh, no, but bro, he's got no chance, dude. If you're not playing in Germany, bro, you got no shot.
1: I know that was the thing. I was like, holy
0: hell. Dude, Greg Malinowski's NBA tape is just exclusively that Butler game.
1: <laughs> if it was just that Butler game, you'd probably get a flyer from someone.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, that I still remember watching that game being like, holy hell. Malinowski, that's, baby, yeah. start Malinowski. That's the, uh, I
1: know, I know. That's the, uh, that's still probably the best. He's the best shooter we've had in a long time.
0: Him exactly. and Rodney Pryor, probably.
1: Yeah, Pryor was wet. Um. But yeah, I I just thought that was really funny. Like, you don't play in Germany, you dye your hair blonde, like, it's just, it's a tough break.
0: Dude, yeah, he was a good-looking dude. I remember when he got his graduation diploma, he did his little arrow thing. You know, he did the oh, little aero yeah. celebration, and I was like, alright, relax, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like,
1: calm down. How much did you even really work for that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I man... I don't know. I think this will be an interesting summer for the team. uh, I'm not going to stay too plugged into Twitter, but I wouldn't be surprised if some stuff comes out.
0: I wouldn't be either. I certainly wouldn't be. Especially it seems like
1: we tried our best to. My bad, I cut you off, but to like keep things under wraps after the transfers, uh, to the point where some stuff probably didn't surface.
0: One hundred percent. I completely agree with that. But I know Carter. The team killed us. This is it.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's a, it's a very expected but but still kind of brutal end. And, and as Casual Hoya always tweets, this team is going to kill us, and the team has finally killed us.
0: Yep, well, I'm dead. <laughs> and you know I'm I gonna mean, be. Yeah, I
1: mean we're all kind of dead. <laughs> yeah,
0: honestly. And next year at least I'm gonna be very divided when it comes to my loyalties. Like you can't get even you can't get any more divided than I'm gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be like I mean, that. You can just you can root for both of them, except for when they play us. Yeah, then I'm gonna have to flip a coin or something. For those of you who don't know, I will be at Syracuse next year for graduate school. Signed my lease this past week. School starts in July. I'm praying to fucking God I can actually go to school. Um, <laughs> I think it'll I be. Think it. I think okay, everything right will be all July. right by.
1: Dude, yeah. yeah, you would
0: think by June we'd be okay.
1: Yeah, that's my guess. I'm giving it three months. If, if it's not gone and or if it's not to the point where we're not worried in three months, I'll be pretty, I'll be concerned.
0: Oh yeah, that yeah. Especially given that these things tend to die down in the the warmer weather. Yeah. All you can I do mean, is life's
1: hold. life's pretty much on pause until it really is. It really everyone. is. So so get on Netflix,
0: get on HBO, get on Hulu. You start watching your shows. Get on the treadmill, bro. Fucking facts. Get on the damn treadmill. If you want, if you are not happy with your body right now, get on the treadmill. Get in the gym. Wear your guys. You you you're not gonna be able to buy it again, bro. Yeah, honestly, like a good buddy of mine texted me he's like, I'm afraid to go to the gym. I'm like, fucking wear gloves. Like, you do anything. Like yeah. you don't need to go to the gym to no work one's out. Be there. Yeah, my aunt, she's wearing the fucking latex gloves in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus. That's crazy. Crazy. That is funny, and you know what, dude? You don't even need to go to the gym to work out. You get a good body workout in in your house if you really don't feel comfortable oh, yeah. going.
1: There's, uh, there's like a 45 minute Goggins workout on YouTube. You oh, just Jesus type that up. Christ. Yourself. If you hate yourself, watch that. It's probably just a 45 minute plank, dude. Yeah.
0: Uh, didn't and, dude. you think this is hard? You think this is hard? Pooping pants. <laughs> Oh my oh, god! You no,
1: son? Dude,
0: you think this is hell? I, I listened to that song from Rocky. Well, how long did he listen to that song for? The... Oh, he said he said for like eight days. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, the, oh
1: my god! I sent you those parody videos
0: of it, right? Oh yeah, it's great. Poopy pants. <laughs>
1: yeah. My doctor, my doctor told me. I can't even do it. It's so funny. God, you can't train so hard. I looked at him and I
2: said, Doc, you're a fat motherfucker.
0: By the end of it, I had him running 27 miles. (laughs) Get shit on. Yeah, God. That guy's oh, a legend. loving this right now. Actually, I'm going to look him up
1: after and see if he has a message about this. Dude, the coronavirus. Like, oh, give everyone a high five.
0: Dude, the coronavirus is the best thing that could happen to David Gawkins. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: will have some peace and quiet now.
0: Dude, yeah. That's
1: another dude. hot take. Book your flights right now.
0: Dude, there's this, anything. Is, this is app called Secret Flyer. And it has, like, really good, like, flight, like, like uh, flight deals. As of right now, like apparently you can get like a huh? flight from like to and from Miami for like fifty bucks. What? Yeah, that's according Dude. to some of my friends.
1: That's gnarly. Are you gonna do any flying soon?
0: Well, if we go on a trip somewhere, maybe.
1: Yeah. True. True. Other I than guess, that, yeah, that that's not my new plan.
0: Yeah, I don't plan on going to Europe anytime soon. That's a.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. fantastic <laughs>
0: goddamn right dude too
1: many too many national parks to see these are the best kind of trips man just get away from everyone yeah literally. Just
0: talk about self-isolate <laughs>
1: yeah what better place to isolate
0: social distancing that's 100 percent what to do yeah but that wraps uh, the season man right
1: yeah fucking hell i'm kind of it's draining to talk about literally that's it what is. i'm realizing
0: it is Dude, it's so sometimes it's just like you gotta step away before you even go crazy yourself. You can't get so wrapped into it.
1: Yeah. And it's easy to. Yeah.
0: Especially as someone and that's who's a lot of
1: it's tough too, because at Georgetown, man, that's all we have. Like our soccer team's really
0: good, but, but yeah. Basketball's it. We don't have football, we don't have anything. Especially you and I who are super into the sport of basketball as it is too. Like we get even more involved than the average person.
1: Yeah. It's tough. I mean, I'll, I'll be rooting for Mac really hard next year, but I, I don't have a lot of personal ties to any of the players, I'd say. That my personal of, tie? Kind of like
0: yeah, dude, my personal tie, you know. Javon Blair, campaign for the <laughs> National Player of the Year. You get ready. He's coming. Oh, uh, I,
1: I believe that, man. I mean, the fact that he scored 30 points this year is enough of a reason to call the season a success. Bro,
0: and the fact that I couldn't watch it because I was at work... I mean, I checked after I got off my show, and it was like, Javon Blair scored 30 points, leads, comeback win. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> I can't believe I didn't yeah, see I know. it. Uh... It's
1: never going to happen again.
0: No, never. Ever, 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 ever. <sighs> but yeah. Hey, listen, but season recap, I think you and I, we predicted the Big East champ, Creighton. They had the one seed. We did? Um, so shout out to us for that. We were right a lot about predicting max leap as like our primary scorer i was completely wrong about omer being a monster and beast play hand up that's on me um what else were we right on
1: well we, we did predict james to like be a little more smart but that that obviously maybe he did get smarter
0: true yeah uh, <laughs> yeah maybe honestly dude like good on james get the hell out of here <laughs> yeah
1: seriously no i'm not i'm not trying to hate um it definitely cleared things up, too. This season would have been a shit show if he
0: stayed. Oh, it would have been bad. him, Terrell, Jagan, and Mac. It would have, um, been, a, it would have been brutal because Terrell would have never broken out. Yeah, that's true. Um, but,
1: yeah, I, what else do we – we predicted – I mean, we both said we'd make – I predicted us coming in sixth. You predicted us coming in fourth. Um, obviously, we were both wrong. I was a little more right. I think if, if Mac was healthy, we'd probably be around sixth. I agree. So, I would I, I think I, I we were I was right on I was like right in the sentiment. You you oversold us obviously.
0: Oh, I always do that though. I thought the Jets uh, were going to make the playoffs this past yeah. year. <laughs> um yeah, I I don't think there was much we can really even evaluate
1: ourselves with because of the injuries. Yes. But man, this was this was a this was a very interesting season to cover on a podcast.
0: It one. was. Oh, and I I said actually I don't even know, dude. Cause my, I, re- I said we were gonna get Saint John's both times we played them, which was right, and then we lost them in the uh, tournament. Yeah. So give me an asterisk there. Call me the Houston Astros. I
1: said, I said Xavier. Like, that was a
0: good pick, uh, though. Like we were right with yeah. them both games.
1: Yeah. Um. um what
0: else? Was, said, was Z- Jane John's was the only team we got twice in the Big East play. Yeah. Did we?
1: Who did we lose twice to? Marquette. Providence. Nova, Providence. Hall. Seton Hall, that's five. Shit. Um, yeah, we split with Butler, split with DePaul. Split with Creighton. Split with Creighton.
0: And, and that's it. Sp- and that's it? St. John's Toys. Wow. Hey, we beat that's... the we beat the Big East champ.
1: Yeah. Holy shit.
0: Dude, that Creighton win was a phenomenal win. Yeah,
1: that's definitely the win of the season.
0: Yeah, it doesn't feel... Like... I honestly, personally, I still believe the win of the season was at Oklahoma State. Just like. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's just my. Oh, that's another thing we got right. We said Mac would crack thirty in non-conference.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I remember that.
0: Yep, we nailed that what one. I said,
1: did I say O'Meara would have a twenty-twenty game? I yes, think you I did. Played. Yes, did you he, did. He was close, right?
0: Uh, I think he was like twenty, and uh, it was one of the games. Um, it was like it was thirty and something. It
1: might have been thirty-eight,
0: thirty-two, was the Samford. and it was Sanford thirty-two and seventeen. Yeah, almost close dude oh one of my one of my more hot takes was that akinjo needed to shoot less than 10 times a game for us to be at our most effective and i think that was correct in hindsight i mean
1: he was he was second on the team in shots before he transferred yeah dude Um, that was so bad well mine was josh becoming a reliable stretch four
0: he was probably the person we missed the most out of all the transfers oh
1: 100 percent yeah uh, I think I think he could have won us a few more games, like or at least the maybe the Xavier and the Nova games we could have uh, won with him there.
0: Dude, Josh is a kid now. What, dude? Yeah, I know you don't know this because you don't have Instagram, but the Baconator was with him. The Baconator was holding the picture of Josh's kid, and the ba- and uh, Josh posted it on his Instagram story. I only know I don't follow Josh, but I followed the Baconator. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. So the Baconator was.
0: Dude, the Baconator was holding Josh's kid, and Josh posted it on his Instagram story, and the Baconator just put it on his. The Baconator was good friends with Josh. What? Yeah, dude, they were tight. Shit. Well, you know, it's hard not to like the Baconator. The Bacon. For those of you don't, Michael Bacon, he graduated with me. Probably one of the biggest. We interviewed him last year. Yeah, we did. For those, for those of you who know may not have heard the interview. Just a good freaking dude. Really, really nice guy. Um. He that kid might love the team more than we do. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, like he's been a Hoya fan since like he was real little. I only started liking Georgetown when I got to school. But he was holding a picture of Josh's kid, and Josh's caption was like, Uncle Mike coming down to see the fam.
1: That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's That's nice. actually ridiculous.
0: Yeah, so even though Josh is at LSU, the Baconator, you know, he's still, he, he's staying wow. loyal to him. How nuts that is that?
1: More about how good of
0: a guy he is, dude. Yeah, because the Baconator would make edits for Josh just out of his own free will. You know, Josh and Nasram. He would make oh, like yeah. really nice edits of Josh. Josh caught wind of it and was like, "That's really nice of you." You know. You know, I, I listen. I wish all the guys who transferred well. I hope they learn from whatever mistakes. Well, made. Josh must have. Wait, wait, wait. He has a kid now. Like, how how
1: young was the kid?
0: Um, well, we heard you told me originally that you thought Josh had gotten a girl pregnant over the summer.
1: I thought you had
0: told me that. Oh, I think I did. Oh, yeah, okay. Because Cromarty so told me that.
1: Pro- yeah, it probably was over the summer.
0: Because he definitely has a kid, dude. 100%. 100% has a kid. That's insane. Isn't it nuts? Yeah. He pulled an LJ. Yeah, he did. Um, You know, I think Josh still has a shot to go pro. I think he's going to... Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see him in Will Wade's system eventually. Because LSU, like, plays negative defense. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. They I were know. one of the they, best they, offensive they teams. These, they're they're really good with these like springy bigs though. Yeah, they are. You know what I mean? They're really good. You know, not super skilled. but it's the guy like Big B Williams? has been really good there.
0: Um they had one other guy, too. Naj like Reed. Naj Reed. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that guy was a grown man. Holy smokes, he was good. <laughs> yeah. And then they had Tremont um. Waters, Skyler Mays. They were, they're a damn good offensive team, and Josh is going to bring a lot of dynamism to a defense that doesn't really exist in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I do think, I mean, he'll... What's the eligibility like? Is it two years or three years?
0: I, I don't know, bro. I legitimately don't. We'd have to look into that. Yeah. I, th- I think they'll be able to play next year, right? They didn't really, like, I think so. They didn't play, so. like, at all this year. No, no, I, I don't think... Technically, the rule says they got to sit out next year, but there's some... Uh, waiver
1: that they're yeah. applying for, you know, like the, uh, you know how like the Housers tried to do it and they didn't get it. Yes, they'll. James and Josh should be able to get it because they only played seven games. Yeah,
0: yeah. I agree. It'll be fun and to transfer
1: dude. in the offseason.
0: It'll. It's just more storylines to keep an eye on.
1: I honestly, I might follow them more than the actual team next year. I'm.
0: I'm just generally curious to see how they do outside of like Ewing system.
1: Yeah. I mean, and they're the one class that I think we have somewhat of a connection to between the two of them
0: and Mac. Yeah, I do. I have a lot of...
1: Everyone else, it's kind of like whatever.
0: Hey, don't you talk about Javon like that.
1: Uh. <laughs>
0: JB baby player of the year. He's coming. Yeah. I think that we, we've... Uh, we we're, we're clocking in pretty late. We're like, yeah, we'll do a 30-minute episode, wrap it up. We're, like, we're, we're, we're clocking like an hour and like eight minutes right now. All right, well, I think that's time. Yep. All right, well... Any last words, Carter? Uh, Hoya Saxa, question mark? Hoya Saxa, question mark. <laughs> yeah. Stay safe, social yeah. distance, you know all that good stuff. Wash those goddamn yeah. hands, baby. Stay safe. I don't know what else to say.
1: I appreciate you guys sticking with us for this year. This marks the end of uh, our second season. TBD. Yeah, TBD.
0: We're, yeah, TBD how the third. this moves
1: in the future. But, it's uh, been a pleasure. It, yeah, fun to run it back as always. Yeah, man,
0: but with that, again, get on the treadmill, wash the hands, stay safe, and and maybe, you know, I don't know, binge watch some, check out you on Netflix, that's a great show.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: yeah, check out you. Yep. Um, That's like you and Javon. Yeah, honest to God. (laughs) All right, guys, take it easy. Who are you? Who are you, Javon? (laughs) Me? National Player of the Year. Hoya Saxon, guys, stay safe. Yeah.